we find ourselves in a hospital, right smack dab in the middle of their bustling downtown emergency room. We see a nurse approach the chief administrator. She has a routine question to ask. Some of the staff have requested schedule changes that she needs to sign off on. The nurse hands the administrator the iPad to look over the changes, but when they try and use the device, they can't. It's frozen. The administrator quickly checks her desktop computer only to find that that's frozen too. And then suddenly, something else appears on the screens. On the top of all of the displays is a skull and crossbones. And below it, a note, a ransom note. It tells them that the hospital has been hacked. And unless they pay a hefty ransom, all of their systems will remain useless. No access to medical records, no x-rays, no CT scans, and no MRIs. And in this day of modern medicine, what that actually means is that they are totally shut down. The hospital has an impossible choice to make. If they pay the ransom, they get their systems back, but with no guarantee that the hackers won't do it again. Hold out on paying the hackers, and the lives of their patients are literally left hanging in the balance. But luckily for all involved, this scenario is totally made up. It's taken from the NBC television show Chicago Med. And given the parameters of network television, yes, the whole thing does neatly resolve itself in about an hour. And, spoiler alert, everyone lives. But it doesn't take too much digging around in the news to see that ransomware isn't just reserved for the hallowed halls of melodramatic hospital shows. It's everywhere. But I'm not a major health institution, or a corporation for that matter. So is anyone really going to be targeting little old me? Well, we're about to find out. Welcome to Hackable an original podcast from McAfee. This computer is on the job around the clock in case of attack. Their principal target is you. The design is complete. But will it work? Dot slash scramble dot sh. Shake hands with danger. I'm here with Bruce Snell, cybersecurity and privacy director for McAfee, and in a few minutes, a hacker is going to show me just how easy it is, according to him, to hijack my computer, steal my stuff, and then demand a ransom to get it back. So, Bruce, is, is ransomware really a thing? It is. It's a tremendous thing. In fact, um, <laughs> I, I mean tremendous in scale, <laughs> not as in it's fantastic. I thought that was the evil hacker in you. Finally, I broke through <laughs> to find out what, what, you, what you actually do at night. No, you know what? Actually, I think if I could pick a fight with any sort of malware, it would be ransomware. Um, <laughs> Who would win? Uh, I would. <laughs> For sure. Um, no, I shouldn't say that. Now I'm probably targeted. <laughs> the, the thing about ransomware is that it, you know, it goes in and basically renders your system unusable, right? And it does this by encrypting files, encrypting folders, and some of them actually will encrypt the startup process. So you can't even log onto your computer uh, until you pay the ransom. And the the problem I have with it is that, unlike, you know, most malware, it, it seems very targeted, right? They I think they've found this spot where they can attack small businesses and healthcare with ransomware because small businesses, you know, you think about it, most um, small businesses typically have 
one or two computers that basically all of their their business is on those, right? All of their customer accounts, all of that information. So they're very willing to to pay money to get that that information back. And on the healthcare side, you know, healthcare we're literally dealing with life or death situations. So for them, you know, to pay the ransomware to get it, you know, to get the ransomware removed uh, is an easy answer for them. You know, they, if it comes down to you know losing somebody's life or play, paying the $7,000 ransom, they'll pay that ransom. Why is this new or is this new? You know, it's been going on for a few years now. I think it's it's kind of exploded because I think people saw that it was succeeding, right? People were paying the ransom, so other potential cyber criminals decided they were going to take advantage of it. And there's actually been an increase in, you know, kind of, for lack of a better term, ransomware as a service, right? There are websites that you can go to uh, you know, in the darker corners of the internet to where you can, you know, go through a menu-driven uh, webpage that says, you know, you pick what you want to call the ransomware, how much you want to charge, um, you know, if you want any custom pictures to be displayed when the ransomware comes up, and then you enter in your payment, and then out pops the ransomware, and then you can use that ransomware and, and go off and do your, you know, your dirty deeds. Wow, so it's like it's like a ransomware vending machine. It is, it is. One of the things that I've learned about ransomware is that sometimes the people launching these attacks aren't necessarily who you think they are. It's not just a bunch of dudes wearing hoodies in a basement somewhere. In many cases, they're organized and they're taking their cues from the world of legitimate business. We spoke with a guy named Lawrence Abrams. He runs a website called bleepingcomputer.com. Lawrence let us know about the shocking level of customer support that some of these ransomware criminals actually offer. Let's listen to that now. Newer ransomware are adding more customer support features like there's a lot more responsiveness now from the ransomware developers in terms of supporting those who've been infected. The first time we saw a real-time chat, I think was with a small ransomware called PadCrypt. Uh, I would say it's comparable to, you know, what you would see with a legitimate business on the, on the web offering some sort of chat support. It's very professional. It's very, you know, calm and we're here to help. The support answers that come back are, you know, are nice and and warm. And so it, it's a true customer support experience for them. And I think the biggest issue with ransomware is, is to the victims, it's incredibly scary. Uh, their, their files are gone. They have no idea what's going on. They're being told they have to pay this thing called Bitcoins and they have 72 hours to do it. And they have no idea how to get them and the places that they want you to get them from. You have to meet in a coffee shop and it's like a weird, sketchy experience for a lot of people. So by by having these customer support agents and these familiar chat services, it makes people feel more comfortable and feel like they're not just kind of abandoned out there and sending money to some unknown person and in the hopes that they're actually going to get their files back. Now they're actually speaking to someone and there is a connection. They feel that there's someone there, someone on the other end, and that though they're still being scammed in every way, at least they're feeling that, you know, if I send my money to them, potentially I should be able to get my files back. And there's been a few ransomware developers that have um, included in their ransom notes, go to Bleeping Computer and leave a review. The same way people ask for reviews like on a Yelp, and we'll give you a 5% or a 10% discount. Some And some some have actually said, we'll, we'll give you a free decryption if you leave a good review. And this is just done to reassure other people who are infected that they will actually get their files back. Because 
you just don't know. You don't know if you're going to send money to these people and if they're actually going to send it back. You just don't know. So by leaving the reviews, um, their goal is to make people more comfortable to pay. So, Bruce, it's pretty amazing to hear, you know, that customer service and reviews are now part of criminal behavior. Like, what does this mean for the world? You know, this is, that's a big question. Um, you know, it, it's it's interesting because I think one of the the issues that people have with ransomware is that, you know, effectively you're dealing with a criminal, right? So there have been cases where, um, you know, somebody paid money to get the, the ransom, uh, the ransomware removed, and they sent the decryption key. Uh, but the the guy that had put the ransomware together had misprogrammed it, and so even the decryption key didn't actually work. So he paid the money. Oh boy! You know, thought he was getting it decrypted, and then at the end, it, it didn't work. And how do you get your money back at that point? You know, they they don't have a refund, right? And there's not a ninety day day guarantee. <laughs> and I'm guessing at that point, if you start leaving negative reviews, you're probably opening yourself up to be a bit of a target. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> okay, I'm about to meet. Michael Gillespie, who is a hacker from central Illinois, and and Michael has promised to demystify ransomware for me and show me how it actually works by remotely taking over my computer, encrypting all my files, and then demanding a ransom to get it back. And as I say this out loud, maybe is not the smartest way to demo this, but (laughs) we are doing this for whatever we are doing this for. For science. (laughs) Yes, we are doing this for (laughs) science. And I think I need to get a t-shirt that says that to remind me of the greater good we are providing to the world. <laughs> anyway, Bruce, here goes nothing. I am here with Michael Gillespie. And Michael, you're a software analyst, is that right? Yes. So what, what does that mean? What do you analyze? <laughs> well, I analyze a lot of software. Mostly uh, for the company I work for, I write a lot of software. So you're not a bad guy. I, I try not to be. <laughs> but you know how to do bad guy stuff. Uh, in the slightest, just more so from the defensive, I guess. You, you kind of have to understand what they do in order to defend from it. The reason I'm chatting with you today is that you've agreed to show me how ransomware actually works. And to do this, you are going to attack my personal laptop, which of course has all of my personal data on it. And you're going to hold it all hostage. Yep, more or less. You know, all of these hacks seem like good ideas while we're sitting in the office coming up with them. But then when it comes time to actually do the hacks, those same ideas suddenly seem horrible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All this freaks me out. But but I'm going to be brave. So, Michael, you've agreed to pull off a ransomware attack. And it's worth letting people know that we're not actually in the same room. Through the magic of podcasting, it may sound like we're in the same room. So you're, you're in central Illinois, and I'm about 1,000 miles away from you. And I wanted to do this at a distance to try and replicate how this may actually work in the real world. Yeah, um, it's not always someone just walking up to your computer and plugging a USB stick into it. <laughs> and if it was, it would be really easy to track. Because yeah. it'd be like, hey, dude, get away from my computer. So you have sent me an email, uh, as you would, sort of a, a is, would this be a phishing email? Could we call it that? Or Yeah, um, well, in, in a sort, there's a lot of uh, spam campaigns that could be worded better than I did. I just made a, a general, like, here's your invoice, please download it. So the email you sent me, it says, uh, hello, Jeff Siskin, please find your requested invoice at the below link from our secure server connection. 
and that the invoice has been encrypted and there's a password to use it. Yep. And then I, I like this. You've, you've signed it, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> I tried to uh, drop another was, hint. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, for the purposes of this demo, I'm going to trust this email and open up the attachment. And, and I should just say first, though, like many people, probably yourself included, my whole life is on this laptop. Yep. And I do try and back it up, maybe not as religiously as I should, but I'm like 83, 84% sure that I have a pretty decent backup of it, I think. So um, let's try this. All right. Okay, so we are. I am clicking, uh, and I'm going to open up this file and see what happens. Invoice number 4889890-ZIP. And it's a 231 kilobyte file. So that seems like that could be an invoice. So now I'm going to open the folder I have saved it into. And and what what's happening now? I don't see anything. Well, in the uh, different ransomware that obviously behave differently. Some will automatically just pop up a screen saying, you're infected, pay us money and have some scary graphics or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sometimes they really take, you know, liberty at what they put on there. <laughs> yes. Um, other times it'll be more discreet. Usually there'll be a ransom note um, is is the big thing. And that's where it gives you details on here's how to pay us. And oh, okay. usually they give you like a timeline where it's like if you pay within 24 hours, it'll be a lower price and then it doubles, and, uh, you know, the, all that type of thing. And so right now, as we're speaking, it's encrypting my files? Yep, it's going through, um, pretty much going through every file in your system and encrypting it with that key that it generated. And this is a key that you have or, or that we can get somehow? This particular variant, I can guess the key. Okay, okay, I hope, I hope, <laughs> I hope you're a good guesser because um, <laughs> that would really suck. Okay. You might actually see some shortcuts on your desktop start changing. Oh, oh, that was fast. So on my desktop, oh my goodness. Oh, okay. Oh boy. So my my all my icons on my desktop seem to have disappeared. I had pictures and stuff which are no longer there. My background has just turned red and it says, and I have a scary looking message. It says, all your files have been encrypted due to a security problem with your PC. If you want to restore them, Write to the email, and there's an email address at AOL.com. You have to pay for your decryption in Bitcoins. The price depends on how fast you write to us. After payment, we will send you the decryption tool that will decrypt all of your files. Oh, and there's a guarantee. Free decryption as guarantee. Before paying, you can send us up to three files for free decryption. Please note that the files must not contain valuable information, <laughs> and their total size must be less than 10 megabytes. Yep, that a lot of them will do that. So they give you they, that's how they lure you in, and then this is great because I, of course, my first problem would be I don't have any bitcoins. So how to obtain bitcoins is the instruction part. Yep. The easiest way to buy bitcoin is local bitcoin site. You have to register, buy bitcoins, and select the seller. Okay. Uh, attention. Do not rename encrypted files. Do not try and decrypt your data using third-party software. It may cause permanent data loss. If you not write on email in three days in broken English, your key has been deleted and you can't decrypt your files. And then there's an ID, like a super, super long. How many long is this? Oh my God, this must be, oh my goodness. This must be like 
150 characters long of gobbledygook of my personal ID. Okay, and what? Ha I'm just gonna click around. Can I open? Can I open a file? And sure, see? you can try. Okay, so I open <laughs> my file. Oh my goodness, it's gone. All my pictures of my children, uh, and puppies. I had lots of pictures of my puppy on here. Uh. And now, can I? If so, what happens if I try and open one of these files? Uh, it'll probably give you an error that it can't open. Let's see what happens. How do you want to open this file? Because it doesn't have an app to open the file. Yep. What has it done? Why? Where did my file go? Well, your file is there. It's just in another language, pretty much. <laughs> okay. It's in encryption language. So actually, that whole paragraph about saying that your key is going to be deleted if you don't pay them in time. Yeah. A lot of times, not in all times, but a lot of times that's actually kind of just an empty threat. In this case, they actually don't have your key. I don't have your key. Your key actually is that ID, technically. What do you mean? Your ID is actually your key encrypted again with a different key that they have. So let me just see if I get this straight. So I, I have this ID that's 150 characters of total gobbledygook. Yep. I send that to this email address that they've given me, and they have a special key that will transform my ID into the encryption key that will give me my stuff back. Is that right? Yep. Okay, well, can we please do this so I <laughs> am not so nervous? Okay. Okay, so how do I do this? I have sent you a link in your email to the decryptor I wrote. And basically, the kind of short story is when a computer generates a random number, it's not always random in the sense of what we as humans can perceive as random. Okay. It can be predicted sometimes. In this case, the malware author used what's known as just a regular random number generator. Like you might have, okay. you know, th those are used for almost anything with computers, like games and stuff. Um, you know, you might pull up on the internet to just select a number between one and 10. Um, if I have the source code of that website, I could probably predict that number that it gave you. Well, that's interesting. Basically, I can predict that key based on the current time. Okay. The library they use actually takes like the current timestamp, like the exact millisecond that you double clicked on that EXE pretty much. And it uses math to make these fake pseudo random numbers. Interesting. I can basically take your clock and just start guessing backwards. Okay. So if it's only been, you know, a couple minutes since you ran that that malware, yeah. it'll probably take a couple seconds to to guess the right key. So in this case, the way that my attack works, um, I, I sent you an email with that decryptor. If you could go ahead and okay and download that, so I see it. So I am. I'll double click on it. You'll see it's from a trusted website too. <laughs> I want. I'm gonna open it. Okay. Hitting start on this and try not to blink. I didn't know that was part of the deal. Okay, so it's doing. Oh, there's a key. Yep, it should find the key pretty quick here. So that's good news. So uh, what do I do? How do I get my stuff back? <laughs> Go ahead and uh, close that dialog now. Okay. And you'll see the main decryptor will have a loaded key. Okay. And you'll see that that long string. That is the actual key that encrypted your files. Oh. Okay. So how do I? What do I do? Go ahead and click the select directory. Okay, so I'm selecting my whole drive and I'm clicking OK. Yep, then go ahead and hit decrypt. If I click OK, and then we're de and if we're hitting decrypt, we're going to actually, I'm going to get my stuff back, yes? Yep. Promise? I promise. 
<laughs> okay, let's see. I'm hitting decrypt. And now some things are happening on this screen. It's decrypting is what it says. You might start seeing your icons reappearing soon. Okay. Okay. Nothing yet. And my screen is still scary and red. Yeah, I don't oh. I don't remove that. My photos, my some of my files are back. Hold on, let me click my photos. <gasps> and so this is interesting. So I have both the decrypted and the encrypted files. Yeah, to be safe by default, I don't delete the the encrypted file. Okay. Just in case something something goes wrong or you need it for some reason. Um, there is an option in the settings to delete the files when it's when it thinks that it's completed successfully. <sighs> okay, so I <it> might <laughs> stuff is returned. I still have the scary red uh, desktop, so that I just have to I'll put on a picture yeah, of the waterfall or something. There'll still be, <laughs> so be there'll fine. still be some cleanup you'll want to do. You'll want to run your antivirus, run some other tools to make sure you're clean. Well, Michael, I. I Thank you for this demo. I thank you for helping me get my stuff back. <laughs> it was probably midway through this that I may have regretted for a moment um, doing this. <laughs> um, but I'm glad it worked out. And and now I have a job of cleaning up my computer. Yep. And then I am, am, am totally going to back it up tonight. I appreciate your, uh, your time today and I feel smarter. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Michael. Sure. No problem. I'm back with Bruce Snell, Cybersecurity and Privacy Director for McAfee. So, Bruce, Michael did it. And it actually seemed to be remarkably easy for him uh, to inflict some ransomware upon my computer. So I've decided I'm now officially going to turn off my computer and go and live off the grid because I don't know what else to do unless <laughs> you can help me out and tell me what to do. Help. Uh, do I need to say that I'm very disappointed? <laughs> no, you don't actually now that I think of it. But what like so what, you know, what what you know, not only what could I have done, you know, this, this is a demo, mm -hmm. but in general, what can one do to protect themselves from the threat of ransomware? You know, ransomware it's it's interesting because a lot of times, you know, once that once that file's encrypted, unless you have the decryption key, you're you're it, it's gone. Right. So one of the things that people can do is make sure that you do a regular backup of all of your important data, um, either, you know, on a, a cloud somewhere, you know, one of the multiple cloud backup providers uh, or, you know, on a local disk that you have uh, on your on your home network. Now, one thing I will say is make sure you don't keep that plugged in to your computer, because, you know, if if a ransomware gets on your computer, it could encrypt anything that's that's connected to it. Um, so try to schedule, you know, kind of a weekly backup, uh, to some, you know, unconnected source, uh, so that you can have those files in case they actually get encrypted. You can just replace them. Okay. The other thing is to, you know, make sure again, make sure that you keep all of your software and your operating system and everything up to date, because a lot of the things that, that people use to, you know, get ransomware on your system involve, you know, vulnerabilities, right? These are, you know, software bugs that exist in things that are running on your on your system. And if you keep your system up to date, it'll get rid of a lot of those holes that a hacker could use uh, to get in and, and infect you with ransomware. Okay. Is there anything else? Yeah, well, of course, of course, you should absolutely run uh, security software on your, on your system. Uh, you know, antivirus is a really good way to go. Um, it'll kind of, it'll basically try to fix, it'll fix all of those holes that you don't get by just updating and patching. 
uh, and protect you against, you know, the, the, a lot of these nasty threats that are out there. So if I got this straight, regular backup of all important data, either with a cloud service or, or a hard drive, uh, but don't leave it connected to your computer at all times, or that's vulnerable too. Keep all of your software and your operating system up to date to get rid of any vulnerability holes and run some kind of uh, security software to protect you. That'll do it. Okay. That and, you know, think skeptical. <laughs> think, think skeptical. <laughs> be, okay. be skeptical at all times. Be skeptical at all times. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Jeff. I'm Jeff Siskin, and you've been listening to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. If you like the show and you want to hear more, please subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you feel like leaving us a review while you're there, please do. It really helps us out. And to find out more about anything we've talked about this week, or if you just want to check out our totally beautiful website, you can go to hackablepodcast.com. And granted, I am totally biased when it comes to our website, but objectively speaking, it's, it's a pretty good looking site. Till next time, thanks for listening.